All right. So obviously we're going to talk globes. Um, I didn't watch them because I don't have broadcast television anymore and I just didn't even really look for a way to watch them. But I followed, you know, Twitter and online and that. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should just get through uh, things that we saw. Did you see anything since last time? Um, I just streamed a couple things that aren't to me worth talking about in a short mm-hmm. amount of time. So I'll, okay. I'll defer to you if you have something that you would like to talk about. Okay. I did go to the theater, but I went to see Spies in Disguise. Oh. Wow. Uh, so it can't be any more worth discussing than anything you saw. You know, I like animation. And I was curious because this is a Fox movie that got bought by Disney and then they kind of like remarketed it and it was just kind of a curiosity. It's not great. It's not terrible. It's It's whatever. I already forgot it. Great. Sounds great. Yes. So what I did, though, is I streamed three, like, big, important homework movies that I, which makes them sound bad, but I quite enjoyed all three of them. I just caught up with some movies that I've been meaning to see, like I did with Last Black Man in San Francisco last week. So I streamed uh, The Souvenir, which you already reviewed last Uh year on this podcast. And then I streamed, I can't remember all three of them at once. I can only remember two of them at a time. The, the souvenir transit and the nightingale <laughs> wow i wanted to see um the other two that i hadn't seen transit and the nightingale yeah. sounds great they're both very worth watching okay so i won't i won't go too in depth i won't spoil them because i think you should see them and enjoy them and if anybody wants a full discussion of of the souvenir you can go back and hear dan's comments um i already forgot what episode that was on cat's but, meow uh, the cat's meow there it Rare. is um, and you, 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 you knew that you seemed like you were aware that you were watching something, uh, high profile and worthwhile, but you were kind of baffled by it. And I felt largely the same that it was a very interesting and, uh, carefully made personal movie, uh, with good actors in it, Tilda and her daughter. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, and it has, it's very kind of depressing subject matter. And then it gets so kind of elegiac and poetic at the end that I'm like, well, this just must be a movie that Joanna Hogg had to make to, to reflect some kind of personal feelings and experience. So it's good. It's just long and a little trying transit is a German language movie. And I'll only say one thing about it. I won't talk about it too much. It's, it's really good. It was on a lot of top 10 lists this year, even though it came out in 2018, maybe it wasn't released here till this Hmm. year. I don't know. That happens sometimes. Yeah. Uh, All I'll say about it is this. It's an it's a story of intrigue based on a novel uh, that takes place in Nazi occupied France. But when they made this film adaptation, they made the choice in 2018 not to uh, film period, meaning they updated it. it's contemporary. It's taking place mm-hmm. now, but Germany has still occupied France. They don't explain why. They just kind of let you know the the spirit of the age inform. Uh, and, and surprisingly effective and, and heavy because, you know, we have a lot of movies about people in the forties running away from Nazis and it's all kind of very stylized and cliched, but this felt like something that was happening and it was very interesting. And, uh, it's a good movie. Have you, have you seen the trailer for Antebellum? Yes. It's not like it's like that, but no. there's something about the imagery yeah. of um, enslaved people in a field and then the background is you know a 911 call where it's right, like today right. but it's not today and there's some intrigue in that yeah and anyway, I can't tell if it's, it's like time hopping or if it takes place in an alternate reality or oh I think it's time some sort of spiritual time hopping where people get pulled into the mm-hmm. past 
Um, but who knows? I have not yeah. researched that at all. But anyway, they're selling that as the new us. That. It's very uh, some things about it are very intriguing, like those things you're you're referencing. But then it has really dumb looking crab walking and jump scares and right. stuff that looks kind of like another dumb horror movie. Well, so it's trying to be us. I'll tell you who it's missing. Yeah. <laughs> missing right. two people, really. Yeah. <laughs> then I streamed a movie that I wanted to see and it just didn't come anywhere near me uh, earlier in the year. And that's The Nightingale, which is um, the next film from the director of the Baba Duke, whose name is is escaping me at the moment, but she's a uh, very interesting director. And there's a very different film from the Baba Duke. This is a historical movie. It's it's basically uh, the horrors of colonialism. It's an Irish woman who was sent to debtor's prison in Australia from England, uh, and then is kind of paying off her her. Um, she's released, but then she's kind of indentured to the the British soldiers. And she's horribly mistreated. Some unspeakable things happen in the beginning of the movie. And then it's sort of a revenge story, but then very um, wisely, I think, very intriguingly and wisely, the story shifts from her to her. She has this aboriginal guide, this you know native guide. Uh, Billy. And, Billy, that's right. Did you see the movie or are you just you, no, you're I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a little thing. Oh, you're looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought an, an uh, Aboriginal tracker named Billy is interesting. Yes, right. And I was thinking, well, this is very strange. Like, all these horrible things happen, and why are we spending... And then I thought, well, of course, if you made a movie that was just the the internal strife of the white people with the backdrop of, you know, colonialism and some, mm-hmm. some black people in the background, that would not really uh, feel right. So it it's very interesting how their fates intertwine and how they learn things about each other in a not at all trite way and uh, highly recommended, but it is extremely difficult to watch, especially the first act. It's just extraordinary. It's really, really good. Is it the Hocus Pocus universe with, a guy, named, so. with a guy named Billy? No, no. <laughs> I don't believe so. Do they break into song? Uh, no. Well, <laughs> actually, yes. Oh, <laughs> she is a singer and she is. sings. Uh, yes. It's just not very fun when they do. Oh, okay. It's uh. It's diegetic. It's not uh, musical theater. Diegetic. Diegetic. That's music that is intrinsic to the circumstances or plot, not stopping and then going out of the reality to sing. It's from the Greek word for a recounted story. Oh, wow. So that's that. Uh, To varying degrees, all those movies are recommended, especially Transit and The Nightingale. Well, I'm going to catch up with those No Doubts this week. Nightingale is Hulu and Transit is, I believe, Amazon Prime. Good tip. All right. I have called up the winners of the 2019 Golden Globe Awards. <laughs> nice. Should we Surprises, talk right? Surprises I mean, plenty. Only in the director and picture, uh, 1917 had a great night. And it's yeah, kind it's of still not showing to, here. Right. It's not showing here either. Uh, opens on Thursday. Um, and so people who have seen it think it's ju- either just great or the thing that I hear negative about it is that it's like a video game. Mm-hmm. And so I think it probably is a pretty impressive directorial achievement. We'll have to see what happens with the DGA, PGA. I mean, it will certainly be there, but to see who wins. Um, Golden Globes give a lot of movies false starts with uh, things like Boyhood or Avatar. Um, often the Globe winner in drama especially is not uh, the Oscar favorite. 
I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood had a great night and still is on its track probably to be the consensus choice um, winning best musical comedy. Clearly, we see now it was wise to put it in that category. Wins for Brad Pitt and Quentin Tarantino for the screenplay. Of course, in screen, uh, Tarantino plays by his own rules. Uh, he's not eligible at the WGA um, because he doesn't follow union regulations for his own writing, which I don't blame him. Um, but we won't really see where he's going to hit um, Oscar-wise until Oscar night. I think the acting wins are probably like they're going to go. Um, the safest mm-hmm. bets to me mm-hmm. are uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Renee Zellweger, Brad Pitt and Laura Dern. I think that four are the the Did Dern win the... for Marriage Story or mm-hmm. Little Women? Marriage oh, Story. Okay. It's not that none of them could be upset. I think uh, Renee Zellweger mm-hmm. is particularly um, vulnerable. But to me, those would be the, you know, common sense choices. She was bizarre all night. She's spinning this narrative like she's Norma Desmond and returning. Zellweger or Dern? Zellweger. Uh, No, Laura Dern is relevant as ever and cool as hell. Um, And Renee Zellweger, it's like she is smoking something. Before she took the stage, she was like, it's been 17 years. You know, oh I'm like, what? D- stop telling that story. She was telling it on the red carpet. She's clearly been um, advised by a publicist to remind Globes everyone. Winner, Renee Zellweger confuses everyone with Southern accent. Right. Awards. Exactly. Oh and she has won like four Golden Globes. She is well liked um, by the Hollywood foreign press. And was she thrown out of Hollywood or what? Because she's acting like she was. I think that, you know, hey, she came back and she made this movie, gave a good performance. I still don't think it. it's not certainly far from my favorite um, mm-hmm. actress performance of the year. Who knows if, you know, people will just admire it and keep voting for it and sort of like the narrative that she's been gone and now she's back and we like right. to see a comeback. Um, but boy, is she milking that kind of to mm-hmm. an annoying degree brad pitt i mean standing ovation in the room clearly he's got nothing but goodwill uh, yeah. i i couldn't imagine him losing um i think that laura dern isn't a total sure thing but mm-hmm. of course she is so well known in the industry and has done so much work um in the uh, academy and other organizations like that and this is a great year for her to make it through um mm-hmm. director i don't know how it's gonna go i will have to see what the uh what the academy thinks of parasite because I sort of expected um, Bong Joon-ho to win this last night. And when you've got Tarantino and Scorsese also vying and splitting yeah. votes, you know, Mendez mm-hmm. ended up on top there. And not that he didn't deserve it. He probably did. But yeah, to me, to me it wasn't that all that surprising. Uh, Ricky Gervais, to me, was an insufferable. I don't know if I've had a change of As mind. As ever or, or freshly in a new freshly. level? Um, I don't know if I've just had my consciousness raised. I don't appreciate his um, defending his really horrible jokes and bad tweets that are really, to me, hateful and not in good humor. And he just, you know, doesn't care. And who cares? It's just jokes and blah, blah. just like, yeah, and you have a huge platform and a huge voice and a huge following and you and you say terrible things. I, I just don't like it. And I guess I'm a new Puritan on the left. Mm. But I, I, I did <laughs> so not much care. for the tolerant Dan. Oh, I'm not tolerant at all. I know I'm not. I know I'm not. A Glo- sub- growing consensus. I see that uh, maybe Stephen Merchant was the uh, 
author of so much of the charm and and ability of the office and everything yeah i think that you know where michael scott is kind of a not michael scott there but i'm thinking in michael scott because i'm american um right. there's a duality in that david david brent michael scott mm-hmm. character of being just awful but then also being like ultimately good-hearted and charming mm-hmm. um that's probably the two of them <laughs> together uh aquafina headed to the aquafina, oscars i don't know I, I mean, it, she. Um, it didn't hurt her to win yeah. for sure. Um, if there is an open spot at the bottom of that best actress um, roster, I think she did great with her speech. I think it, people would feel good to put her on their ballot. Taryn Edgerton, I think, had a great night, mm-hmm. and to me, probably will end up in the Academy Five after that mm-hmm. performance. Apparently, he's doing a a lot of appearances. And he's really working rooms and he wants to be in this race real bad. Was that a surprise? Because I had even just forgotten that that movie was this year. Well, it was an open secret, I guess. Um, I was reading on Awards Daily, wink, wink, everybody knows he's going to win because Mm -hmm. Hollywood Foreign Press is really only like 90 people and people who are in the know are personal friends with 80 of them so they can quickly figure out um, awards results. (laughs) And mm-hmm. it was kind of a, a known thing going into the night that he was obviously the winner of that category. Mm. Uh, I'm very pleased to see Missing Link yes, uh, win. I think Toy Story 4 was excellent and would have also deserved a win, but really glad to see Laika get the, uh, they need a boost. This studio makes really creative, interesting movies and they almost close every other year. So mm-hmm. I hope yeah. this is helpful to them. I thought that was a lot of fun, um, that that was a little surprising. The win for Joker and score, I thought, was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, I remember being uh, finding the score interesting when I watched that movie. Yeah. And uh, it's a female composer, and she is the first sole female composer score winner mm. in the history of the Golden wow. Globes. That's never happened before. And this could um, definitely push her into the Oscar lineup. It's I feel wow. like the awards... Um, conversation has caused me to sort of reconsider Joker in my mind. I just so hated it. I I was mm-hmm. not that I thought it was a bad movie, but I was just so repelled by it. Um, because it was just so cold and dark. Um, and seeing just how it has really resonated with people who are in the industry, as far as like, wow, this was good filmmaking, as far as they're concerned. It's like, oh, maybe I one day I need to like give Joker another look. Because uh, Todd Phillips is likely the fifth director nominee. We'll see how DGA yeah. falls tomorrow. But yeah, I, uh, I still Hollywood have a very likes bad taste in my mouth. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, in a, in a way, I want to give it time and maybe revisit because I also judge movies very much these days by who gets excited about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and that's you know you can't not do that if you're plugged in. But it also feels maybe sometimes it's not fair to the art. All right, we got a few minutes left. Anything to say, other observations about the Globes or what this means moving forward? What are the uh, what are the big things to watch? Sure. So DGA and PGA both announce tomorrow, and that is also the day that Oscar nomination ballots are due. So um, Oscar nomination ballots won't really be inter- influenced by DGA, PGA. I think that uh, DGA... The by design? No, that's never, I don't want to say it's never happened before, but that's very unusual um, because the Oscar season's been moved up this year. It's much quicker. 
So I think the five will be the same as last night. Um, Mendez, Tarantino, um, Bong, Scorsese, and Todd Phillips is likely fifth. Um, but that last spot could go to Bombak or Watiti um, or who knows, maybe Greta Gerwig if there's a upswell of support mm-hmm. to um, nominate a woman particularly. But a lot of people um, like yourself have really resonated with Little Women. I hear more and more and we are going tonight. So, Oh, good, good. good. We're seeing it again tomorrow. Nice. And PGA, that's less surprising because they have 10 slots and uh, 10 nominating slots on the ballot. So people list a lot of movies. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it'll be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, same ones, Uh, Parasite, 1917, Irishman, Joker, top five. Next, uh, Jojo Rabbit, Marriage Story, Ford v. Ferrari, and Little Women, I think, are all in. And then for that 10th spot, what a year it's been. Um, Knives Out, Bombshell, Dolomite, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Rocket Man, Two Popes, Farewell, Uncut Gems, Us, Hustlers. Like I could see any of those being the 10th nominee. Mm. And lastly, um, is Chet Hanks America's sweetheart? Um, I guess so. I saw he was getting a lot of attention. And they were yeah. saying how the Irishman could have been made a lot for a lot less money with Tom <laughs> and Chet Hanks. Oh, yeah, right. I like it when there's surprises. I like when the guilds don't all agree. And I like when there are multiple possibilities for the best picture winner, which it looks like we maybe have. But um, I would rather there be a lot of good movies and yeah. awards be damned. All right. Thanks, Dan. Of course. A pleasure as always. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see some more movies and we'll talk next time. We'll do it. Have a great week. This is our okay. podcast, everybody. Uh, thanks, Jonah. Bye. Mm-hmm.